Hey, this is Chad, and at the very top of the show, I just want to take a second and warn you of something. Uh, this show has got some pretty strong language in it. I love the message in this show, and I think it's fantastic. But I know that some of you listen to this at work, or maybe have it piping through your dentist office, or maybe have small children around. You probably don't want to during this show. Uh, as a fact, last time I had this guy on, I just gave up editing halfway through it. So uh, I will tell you, I love this message. I would invite you to listen to it. Uh, just put the headphones on. Probably a smart thing to do. Hi, my name is Billy Wright, and I authorize the local bar to use our music. Soda City Riot. <laughs> Listening to the local bar podcast with your host Chad Alexander. Come on in. We have a lot of friends we want you to meet. Well, hello there. From beautiful downtown Columbia, South Carolina, look at it right in the heart of Rosewood. This is the local bar. I am your host, Chad Alexander, and of all the places you could be, you have decided to spend some time with us today. For that, we're incredibly grateful. How you doing? Local Bar can be found on iTunes, Spotify, and iHeart. If you are a fellow podcaster yourself over on the Libsyn Network, we are part of that broadcasting network as well. You can find us, friend us, follow us over there. Love keeping up with our fellow podcasters over on that area. You can follow us on the socials, Local Bar Medium. You want to support the show? Patreon.com slash local bar is where you go to do that. Uh, I am uh, I'm excited to have uh, Billy on the show today. Billy Riot from Riot House Podcast, Soda City Riot. Uh, there's, there's even a mention of an old band that I used to play uh, some shows with, Black Iron Gathering. Uh, Billy of all that fame and ilk is going to join me in a little bit to talk about something. Uh, well, to talk about everything, but to hit a couple of points that I, I, I really enjoyed. Uh, happy to have him on the show here in just a minute. Hope you're doing well. Uh, shout out to my wife. I don't know how long of a listener to this show you have been, but over the, the past six years that this show, six, seven, six, gosh, uh, that this show's been around, um, uh, and the, our, our other show, Welding a Family, and all that. Um, uh, you have you have you have heard when Maria came into my life on this show, and uh, we are celebrating our anniversary here in, in a week. And uh, so I don't know that that there will be a show uh, for it, but I just want to stay at the beginning of this episode. Happy anniversary to my wife, who allows for me to do a lot of cool things, especially this. And isn't afraid of me running my mouth to the internet, only the people that she knows. <laughs> uh, hope you're doing well. Times are crazy. Um, I, this, is, this is a non-political show. Uh, this is a non-social issue show. But just know for a fact that we are, are very understanding that there are some crazy things, some heartbreaking things, some fake problems. A bunch of stuff going on right now that probably have you pulled into a bunch of different directions. I am one that is for distractions, but I am one that is for distractions that have a lesson to them. 
And uh, one of my one of my favorite people to sit around and talk to. I run into him all the time at a local pizza joint right down the street that, that I, I'm sure we give a shout out to in this interview. Um, whenever I see him, he's always he was always a lot of fun to talk to. Uh, I, I really enjoyed sitting down with Billy for a few moments. If you have heard me on the Riot House podcast, there's a few inside jokes going along in this interview. Uh, but if you have not listened to it, uh, Billy and Eric do a, a podcast. Uh, that's uh, it's a comedy podcast, but they have a lot of great interviews on it as well. If you're in the local Columbia area, especially if you are into the punk scene, uh, I don't know why you don't listen to their podcast. It, that that's a must for for that niche. If you if you fall in that, I, I don't see how you're not part of their show or, or, or listen to them. They, they are fantastic, but they do they do have a lot of other people on there as well. Uh, namely, for some reason, they keep having me back. Uh, uh, Billy is a really cool guy. Eric is a great guy. Eric and I played together in Don Merkel and the Blacksmiths. That's how I met him. Um, but he, uh, they're, they're both great guys. And, and I will tell you, they actually have something to do with me bringing this show back. I, I've mentioned it before, and they'll always have a place in, in my cold, dead heart uh, for doing, uh, doing that for me. But, but Billy's a heck of a musician. Uh, he's a lot of fun to be around. Really cool guy, um, and 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 I, I just really enjoyed this uh, conversation and the message we got out of it. I hope you do too. Here's my conversation with Billy, and I will talk to you on the other side of the break. It's, get your seatbelt fastened. This is this is a wild one. It's uh, it's very um, Venus flytrap from back in the WKRP days, like late night radio kind of feel when you're in here. It's like what the uh, Jeff Goldblum would see from the inside of that thing that he built in the fly. <laughs> then he just crawls out and throws up all over your face. That's, well, that that's the vibe we were going for it here. I was like, we, should this be homie? No, it should be uh, it should yeah. be something that freaks you out when you sit here. Did you ever see when like Jeff Goldblum uh, had a mix up? With the guys that did Tim and Eric Awesome Show, and it's like Jeff Gold Blue Man Group. Uh uh-uh. Yeah, it's great. That's all I got to tell you about it, though. So the rest of the crap, you're going to have to look it yeah, up. Yeah, no, I don't know anything about that one. Are we rolling? Yeah, we are rolling. I knew yes. it. I knew it. <laughs> well, it's, every time I come over to your, your house and I'm on y'all's show, it starts apparently when you walk in the door, <laughs> yeah, and I have yeah, yeah. no idea. It's, it's like, already recording when you walk in there to sit down and I do like, your thing. You guys start like doing all this stuff and start telling all these jokes and everything, so I get in on it, and I'm like, all right, I'll, I'll say this stuff since we're not on air. Yeah. And the next thing I know is like, so... I've been here for 30 minutes. When are we starting? Oh, this is the show. Oh, yeah. It's already been doing it. But now we started playing the uh, intro in people's headphones. Oh, really? So like, they oh. get it. And then oh. it, get, it gets extremely awkward for about, uh, dude, 45 seconds. People are like, oh, what do I say? Oh, what do I do? And it's just like, <laughs> just be yourself. You know what I mean? It's oh, The last time I was on it was the... Uh, the Crap. Uh, the, the political The, the political campaign. 
Janice Dean. You had Janice Dean no, on. Yeah, and yeah. Then I was you about, came over to the house. Yeah, and you had the what was the political ad that you were running? Oh, Derek Poop. Derek Poop. <laughs> it's like 15 minutes long. I'm over there dying, laughing. Yeah. <laughs> well, I can't remember if you you heard the negative ad. We had a positive ad before that. Oh, the second one. Yes. It, I knew it was the second one because I heard it on I heard it on your podcast and I heard the second one. Yeah, dude, that yeah. was like, America. <laughs> that's it. That's vote, right. Vote for poop. And that's then at it. the end of it, he's like, "Love Derek Poop, and I approve this message." Yeah. And the farts are real. Are they? <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. Well, I would expect nothing less. If you haven't figured out who I'm talking to, Billy Bryant. That's on right. Facebook, Hi. you can find him there. Uh, the uh, head owner and um, uh, stable master of uh, Soda City Riot and the Riot House podcast. Uh, there's partnerships involved. Uh, it's, you uh, know, we're all pals, but I'm the only one here today. That's right. <laughs> As a matter of fact, Eric's here in spirit. Eric gave me that stool that oh. you're sitting on. Oh, I thought you were pointing at that LaCroix. I, I don't know that he <laughs> meant to give me that stool, but I borrowed it at a gig, and then he never asked for it back. He probably it's gave it to a- you because this is the stool that Dino sat on with his balls out. <laughs> then, yeah, then, yeah, that was the one I was supposed it's, to get. It's got to be it, dude, because he never touched that drum stool again. He put a, I think he put a shirt over it. You know Dino? Dino Sex from uh, yeah. the Murder Junkies? Yeah. yeah. He plays naked and does all kind of crazy things on his- uh, He really did sit on that show. naked? Probably. Okay. I don't know. You might want to get some Lysol wipes. I'm glad I'm wearing pants right now because right. I'm not going to get it on myself. Well, I haven't sat on a naked yet, so I guess I'm all right. <laughs> I mean, yeah, You should try it out. It's not that bad. Yeah. It, you know, because if I sat in that thing back there, I would have fell asleep. Probably yeah. farted a little or something. I don't well, know. Well, that chair can take it. I yeah. promise you. Hey, you know what? We're podcast neighbors. Yeah, that's right. We are. Yeah. Like, you could walk to my house. I can walk to your house. We are probably the closest podcast in Rosewood. Yes. In uh, Columbia. I'd as say we're fact. the closest podcast in South Carolina. <laughs> we yeah. probably are. I could stand up on my roof and be like, Chad, you need any milk? Y- and you'd you be know- like, no, but the plane crashed in my backyard. I'm like, I can see the smoke from my house. It's uh, We almost did the show that way, but <sighs> it was the rain. We decided to bring it in to the studio. This so. isn't bad. This is a this is a nice spot. I like it a lot. It's done okay. It's got the couch here. One time when this is at the old house, when we were out in Lexington, uh, the first time I ever met Jason Brockman, he slept on that couch. He passed out on the couch. Don and I couldn't get him inside. Guitar player for Don Merkel, right? Black. So, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm going to be playing with him next week, uh, by the way. Where? Uh, Somerville. Don's doing a gig, and he and Jason were going to do it. He asked me to come and play with him. So Thursday. I have no kids. Yeah, Thursday I night. I have no kids. Thursday, Thursday night. Damn. Thursday at five. You know, Thursday I have five. a nine to five. Well, he and, uh, yeah, I'm taking the day off. He <laughs> and uh, Jason are doing, just uh, for anybody in the listening audience here, uh, when this comes out, it will be too late, but you can think about it. Uh, he and Jason are doing All in Dog Green Wednesday night. Yeah. And then we're doing Somerville Thursday. And then. Um, Speaking of doing, know. is he doing vinyl for this? I believe so. Ah! Yeah. I believe his, pro- his new project is going to have vinyl. I and hope so, because so, I've never had a Don Merkel record. I've got CDs. I got CDs. I but got yeah. his stuff. I like it. You yeah, know? it's 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 cool. Yeah, know? he's got. Um, yeah, it's funny. He he asked me all of a sudden last minute last week. He's like, "Hey, you uh, you want to come play with me and Jason?" I'm like, "Yeah, yeah that sounds great." I was like, "All right, great." I was like, "Wait, wait, wait, wait what are we playing?" He's like, "All my new stuff." I was like, "That's oh, you know, the stuff I haven't heard." All right, great. Yeah, that sounds awesome, Don. Yeah, send it to me. Yeah. So I can play yeah. along with it. Uh, but uh, that's why that's why the keyboard's here and not at the band studio because. I've been actually doing homework for this one. Oh, yeah. I never practiced for a single Don Merkel show before, but I'm doing it for this one. And just remember, if you get together for a full band practice before the show and it sucks, that means the show's going to be, be great. great. Yeah. Yes. So that's the way it's always. <laughs> so we've said that with Duncan Sims all the time. If we get out there and our practice sucks, 
Or you go, the show's great. If, if the practice is awesome, like, this is the best world ever sound, yeah, yeah. the show's going to fall apart, man. Oh. So speaking of shows, shows, you guys, let's, 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 let's hit the big stuff first. Let, let's swing for the fence first. Okay. Signing, uh, signing, with a, a, signing a deal is a pretty big deal. It's pretty Professional awesome. podcaster there, let me tell you. Wordsmith. No, that's awesome. So when did, when did that ha- Walk me through what happened with that because that came out of nowhere for me. I, I follow you on Facebook. I keep up with all the stuff you guys do. And that just, that was like a, it was, was it like, I don't want to, you know, kind of superstitious, don't want to say anything about it until it happens, or was it something like you, you, you weren't sure of? Like, what was the whole deal with that? <laughs> well, you know, it's, it's kind of like, it, let's just like do an example of like you're trying to have a baby and it's like extremely difficult to knock it up. All right. Okay. Okay. So it's like uh, in January um, this year, I, I ended up getting COVID. Right after getting a brand new job, like I are you serious? Oh yeah, like I got, I got, um, I was asymptomatic. I had a little bit of shortness of breath and a little bit of a cough, but I, I just sat around pissed off because I sat around for nine months and I didn't, yeah. I didn't do shit, man. Yeah. Um, and I went to work, had to be sent home, and then I got so pissed off. So I started emailing everybody that I possibly could, everybody except for Fat Records. And I, Why? because, to, well, I love no effects and all that music and everything, but to be on fat records, you can't believe in God. And I'm a, I'm a God guy. And right. like, I, I, I'm a firm believer and there's something greater than us. And you can't even believe in squat, like with a name, you know what I mean? And I don't like anything being dictated over me personally. Sure. Um, so I just, uh, I reached out to several different people, didn't hear back from anybody. Got extremely frustrated. Well, during that whole time from January until about May, we've gone through some major struggles as a band. I didn't even know if we were going to make it. Because, really? Yeah. I mean, in case you haven't noticed, like we've gone through a, a lineup change. Uh, we had to remove someone that was like very difficult. It took us about two years to do it. Um, and now we've got uh, Travis Nicholson that played um, guitar and Gruiser. He's playing bass. Yeah. And we have uh, Alex Hunter. And he was in Sex Wax in Charleston. He's a major promoter, a really oh, good songwriter. Oh, I know that guy. Yeah, so we, we have a lockdown, full-throttle, badass, full-band sound now yeah. that we've always wanted. And we've consistently been looking for a fifth guitar pl- or another guitar player anyway, fifth member. Um, <clears throat> so what was weird about it is I didn't hear anything. And I one day I got this damn email. And I opened up the email, and it's Kenny from Pro Rock, and he was just sitting there saying, "Oh my God, I really like the Resistant Reviews, Resistant yeah. Refuse EP. It's a, it's an amazing sounding thing. Blah blah blah." I went on this whole detail, and I said, "Dude, here, yeah, if you want to release anything, you can have our whole back catalog." And so we went on about a two month exchange on what we were going to do, as far as putting out our putting out our music, and. It just slowly kind of worked its way into existence, and now we're all back. We've formed a unit since then yeah. and really fired things back up, got um, Pro Rock involved. And since Pro Rock's been involved, we've started booking some major shit. Yeah. And um, that's that's really it. I mean, it's just, you know, just kind of don't take silence as a new no to the fullest extent. Wait a little bit because the beauty of it all was I had sent, that email to the only email address on the site at the time but he changed it and i didn't keep up with it even though i kept ordering records from pro rock because i've got all their stuff yeah. great stuff the queers the jasons get dead mm-hmm. all kind of punk rock stuff I mean, it's just great stuff but 
um, that email, when he hit me up, he said, oh, we never check that account anymore. That account is only for PayPal and exchanges <laughs> and uh, accounting information. And I was just like, holy shit. So he said he was just like going through it. And then all of a sudden. And just happened to see your just, email? He just happened to see the email. Yeah. So it was like. Oh, my God. It was kind of like we won the lottery. Yeah. Was, no kidding. It's really cool. And since then, we have been in, involved in a little forum with all the other bands like um there's bands from UK. There's bands from like way up north. Um, we're just all involved in this thing, and we shoot shit constantly and talk, you know, crap and just get to know each other. And they're really swell dudes. Some of them can't play yet because all this mess. Because everything going on. Yeah, and like they're just like they're starving for it. And yeah. You know, but um, it'll it'll come around. Yeah. But uh, man, we just feel like we're just. Holy crap! How did that? That's happen? all. So that's first of all, yeah. It, it, it pays to be persistent. There's, there's, there's no doubt about that. Mm. Um, but just reaching out to. So that, that's interesting. So you got a new job right in January. Yeah. Got, so I got a job in December. Got COVID in January. So yeah. it's, the same kind of thing. it's like really. Did we high five each other? Yeah, no kidding, right? Like after Christmas. Yeah. <gasps> the podcast. Maybe we got each other sick. I, it could have been because I, so I know where I got mine. I was on the COVID floor at the hospital. That's I went. To, I yeah. went to Dollywood. Okay, so, that's yeah. probably then it was probably you. Yeah. yeah. yeah well, probably. No, I went to Dollywood after I saw you. Oh, you did. Okay, yeah, yeah. so we're the ones that spread it to Dollywood. That's yeah, great. Probably. Yeah. Thanks, man. Patient zero and one. Gotcha. You've, we finally got revenge on Tennessee. <laughs> that's right. Coronavirus. We've been we've been we've been plotting that for years. So um, so uh, the the resist and refuse. Am I saying that right? Yeah. Um. You guys put that together last year, right? Yeah, recorded it in May of last year. You, you did that at the jam room? Where'd yeah. you do it? Okay. Yeah, we used Zach. Oh, you did? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, it's pretty good. I had to uh, get on him about like cutting back some mid and uh, <laughs> and uh, let's let's have some bass busters. Right. I, I want some girth on it, you know, because yeah. um, there's that traditional thing where like the engineer is not supposed to master you know and yeah. like they do that there and it's all good but um it's it's a great recording studio um i love those guys it's two blocks from my house yeah you know i can't i can't say anything bad except for there's, there's some mid tweak sometimes i go back and listen to our old stuff sometimes I'm like god <laughs> and i wish i could have just you know we're on a budget dude so it's just yeah. like you know if i had the time to sit there and tell those guys that i could do that we could make it happen but you know we're just like sounds great let's do it yeah, you know? yeah, but it's just like I don't know. But well, I said you and you and I both uh, within our podcast and just who we are anyway. Try to always promote what goes on in Rosewood. So uh, I'll say Jam Room is an awesome, they're mm -hmm. awesome recording place. Don is doing this album. He's done it at the Jam Room. Hell yeah, as well as he should. Um, and by the way, Billy just came from Dano's Pizza. Dano's We're Pizza. We're both a big fan of, of Dano's. The best pizza is, ever. Is and it? in a week, they're going to start back up that Stadium Brat. Are they, are they the stadium brought pizza? They are going to start that back yeah, up. Yeah, it's football time. That man. thing is fantastic. I remember I walked in and you were having it. Yeah. And I asked for it and they made it for me. And I, I was just dude, I my blowed thing is, away. My thing is, is um, I don't know if it's shorting out or anything, but uh, you're probably doing something to it. I don't know. Uh, my thing is, is the uh, I was telling them that they need to make a stadium brought calzone. Okay. And because they could put the mustard on the side and a little cup. So All right. But the, basically, that's. That stadium brat is a white pizza with extra cheese and uh, sauerkraut with chopped up bratwurst and a mustard glaze. That's all it is. Yeah. And then, like, man, they could just fold that thing and tape it up on the side like a little pizza burrito. You have your little, little dipping sauce over there so you look little, classy. Give it a little mustard sauce. Yeah, because if you got a dipping sauce, it's like an all you. It's like a, you're a classy person. You got to say it like Herbert the pervert, like, you 
of some mustard sauce Ruff. on the side. <laughs> right. a little bit of whistle. Some mustard. Okay. That's pretty good. I've lost. That's my, pretty good. I've lost my talent of actually doing Herbert with the whistle. That sounds pretty good, though. I, I'm, I'm impressed with that. You're like, what's Cleveland? No, 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 no. <laughs> like, he always thinks the bathtub's going to crash through the house or something. This is great. Oh, that's I don't, yeah. I don't drink these. Roger would have my ass right now. For, yeah, yeah, yeah. Beer. Over here on a podcast with me, we're not drinking. Beer. So I, I didn't explain that to you. We're, we're doing. We're on some diet, and Maria's got me on some diet. What's up? So I'm watching how much I drink. It's not like we don't drink, right. but I drank last night, so I can't. But I'm, I'm almost down thirty. Wait, pounds. you drank last night, but yeah. you said you haven't had any beer in eight weeks. Well, I said I'm not drinking for eight weeks, bastard. But I've had some. Oh yeah, you're allowed to. <laughs> yeah. Like you ought to have. It's like if you're on a diet, you gotta have cheat day. Th- that's what it was. So cheat day was last night. Okay. So cool. And so. it was Saturday. You're all good. Yeah, we went to the Big Mo. Oh man. Yeah, I'd never been. Man, I saw Ghostbusters out there. Did you really? I saw Ghostbusters and Ghost in the same night. Are you serious? I was like, wow, Zool and Clay. Good, good, good thing that those two didn't meet in real life because that would have been a horrible ending to Ghost. If uh, I would pay to see a sex scene between Venkman and Demi Moore after he had already killed Patrick Swayze in Cold Blood. <laughs> Screw Patrick Swayze. Would you? Do you kill somebody in Cold Blood that's already dead? Nah, man. Just let them go. Yes, those not, those yeah. things will come out of the concrete and take them to hell. But, oh, that's right. That's right. That's right. That's right. <laughs> that's all you got to worry about. We've got to find the ghost Ghostbuster crossover yeah. one day. Don't cross the streams, bitch. We went to go see uh, Free Guy. That's pretty good. The new uh, what's his nuts movie? Deadpool. Um, yeah, yeah, that guy. Uh, Same guy. Yeah. Ryan Reynolds. Ryan yeah. Reynolds. Yeah, yeah, he's awesome. Yeah, it was at the very the very first like ten minutes. Bryn looks over at me and I'm like, yeah, this looks like that. Human version of the Lego movie. What's going on? But really? then it, it finally got off that. Like it was almost like they were acting it line for line. Really? Yeah, it was weird for kinda, a minute. Kind of like that Beastie Boys documentary. Yes. Hey. Yeah, I already know where you're going with that. <laughs> hey, yes. Yes. I, Amy and I went to. Hey, Amy. That's my wife. Uh, Amy and I went to a movie for the first time in about a year and a half, and we went and saw Old. That's good. I don't know that one. Which one's yeah, that? It's a new M Night Shyamalan Ding Dong movie. I don't know that. Yeah, it's called Old. I haven't been. <laughs> you know what's amazing? You know what's amazing? Every time I'm on your show, and everybody, like, I remember Kevin Pettit uh, was asking me. He's uh, like, bass player. butt do I have to lick to be on your podcast? Yeah, <laughs> Kevin Pettit, the bass player for 48 Fables, was like, uh, hey, when you're on there, do all those sound effects and everything, is that going on? I'm like, no. Those aren't sound effects. That's Billy. That's, a, that's not an effect machine. That's just him. <laughs> yeah, you're, like, fooling him easy right there. Like, I have so many people ask me that. They're like, what are you doing to do those sound effects? I'm like, it's called editing. Yeah, that's right. That's right. <laughs> but it's like, for those of you that don't know, we are not a live broadcast. I don't think right. you are either, no, right? Not, yeah, it's no, just like, no. it, it, that like totally eliminates so much stress off your back. You know yeah. what I mean? It's like, if I could have like one of those Novation big, like 150 channel samplers you know what i mean yeah. oh my god how do i even label all that for right. what i want to do it's like it's just like every podcast is different it's kind of like going into a house and doing construction every single house is different and it's just like you can do a little bit here and a little bit there and like add whatever you want and just add samples right you know youtube is awesome if there's there's no but, way in hell but just I, don't post it on youtube yeah don't put it back on youtube <laughs> yeah. uh, um there's no way in hell i could ever do uh an interview podcast live unless it was my only job there's no yeah. you can't you can't wrangle people up and then doing a podcast we're like i don't really edit anything it's kind of pretty obvious right uh but still just putting it together and putting it out there it's like yeah. i'm not gonna do this on a time crunch i don't there's understand no how, way i don't understand how people do phone calls like it's like i can't i can't do the phone call thing like it, i get like held up something always goes 
goes wrong. Uh, like, I, I have not had any luck. I've heard you do some, and they work out. I've even heard you. It sounds like you're in your car so or something. I'll tell you the thing about the car. So I've actually done more in here than you realize. I, I just plug the phone right into the mixer. Okay. It works okay. I've done Skype my first few years. It was a lot of Skype. Skype's okay, but Skype will crap out on you. Skype okay, but Skype is crap. Zoom, for some reason, does not translate. I don't no. know what the issue is. It just doesn't work. So I have a, a recorder. It's over in that bag. I can show it to you. It's a Roland recorder, and it's really made for people that want to like a record acoustic music and like play it back for themselves and all that. Cool. But it picks up voices extremely well. So when I've been in a crunch to do an interview, my one with Janice Dean, I mean, I, I had a short period of time that I was going to be able to do that. I got in my car. It's a perfect little sound booth. I have her over the radio. I've got that up on the dash, and it works okay, but... It's not per. It's, it's better if you're in studio doing it. But it's just you, you doing an in person interview is always better than over the phone anyway. You I mean, did you really can't. good on that interview, by the way. Oh, thanks. I'm surprised you didn't do any small talk because I know I would have. I would have like, so what's the weather up like there? So, <laughs> <laughs> so I, you know, one of these days, somebody's asked me if I'll ever do like a blooper show. I don't think I will because my bloopers are awful. Oh yeah. But you come hang out with us more. Well, I was gonna say my ego is way up there, but. <laughs> I do have, like, she and I, when we were done, she and I talked for about five or six minutes afterwards. Yeah. And I keep forgetting what was on the show and what we actually talked about. And I was telling my wife, I was like, you well, remember when I asked her that? She's like, you didn't talk about that. I was like, well, oh, yeah, because there was that, one of the things she and I talked about after the show that I'll share with you is um, there was a movie called Bombshell, I think on Netflix, where, who's the lady from Mad Max Fury Road? What's her name? Hot blonde lady. She's bald in the movie. Sandra Bullock? No. See, I don't watch a lot of those movies. She, if I said her name, you know it. Anyway, she played who? She played. So there, it was about um, Nicole Kidman was in it. This lady was in it, and some S- other person. Shirley Theron. Shirley Theron. Yeah. And she played who's the head lady from Fox News? Megan. Blech. Megan Kelly. Ugh. Yeah, Megan. Yeah, Kelly. Yeah, the one that got fired. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's about the other one that got fired. Anyway, I'm doing a great job on the story. Well, anyway, it was about Roger Ailes and what went on with them and all and all the ladies there and all this kind He's of stuff. He's a busy guy, if you know what I mean. Yeah. And so the movie was about that. So um, Charlize Theron is amazing in it. She looks just like and sounds just like Megyn Kelly. Like, really? She even had like prosthetics put like on her face so that she looks like her. So anyway, I'm sitting here talking to Janice Dean. We're talking that this is the this is Friday, Thursday night at nine o'clock. The crap with Cuomo breaks. Yeah. I've got an, an interview scheduled with her at 7 o'clock the next morning. And I'm like, well, Ooh. we're talking about something besides the weather. And yeah. so, I, so I I can actually claim I was the first interview she did. You, you were before yeah, Rogan, right? first interview she did on Wait. that stuff because it was the next day when the story broke. We were She was on with me that morning. Was she on Rogan? No, that was Zuby. Zuby was on Zuby with was me on. first and then went to then Rogan. That yeah. was it. But... Damn, Janice Dean, man. I, I think it was this. You had her on, and then it was like a week and a half later, Glenn Beck had her on. Yes, he did. Yeah, and he did. And Glenn Beck did the same thing with me with Zuby. He did the same thing with me with uh, Target Tory. Tory he just Parati. had Zuby on. Just. Yeah, yeah. So I, here's what I think happened. I think he heard when Chad Prather came on my show, 
Since he works for Blaze TV, I think Glenn heard it. Yeah. And he suddenly became very jealous of my show oh. and started stealing the guests. But the Blaze is behind on a lot of stuff all the time. Sometimes it takes him two weeks to catch up. I don't for know. Like stuff you heard. It's like my wife showing me TikToks. I'm like, dude, I saw that two weeks ago. Yeah. She gets mad at me about that shit. I think they would be more legitimate if they were more up to date. Because <laughs> it's so much commentary, which commentary is great, but they're maybe, behind on Maybe everything. just wind back on that conservatism a bit. Man, just a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> that might help you it's grow. Okay. Okay. A bit too. You know yeah. what I mean? Just yeah. like, ah, I have some flexibility. Right. I like conservatism as long as it's constitutional. Right. But, but I right. love liberals and I love people. I like independence and all kinds of stuff, man. I just kind of like, I'm out there, you know, dancing in the middle of the dance floor. Right. That's what I like to do. But the hell if I'm going to turn around and crap on something. Well, all they want to do is they want to talk about the extremists of the other side. And yeah. we can all talk about that. They and that's just a hard really... part of the seesaw going yeah. up or down. You know? So that's the thing is like, you know, if you're going to concentrate on one side, then all you're going to do is get this Choke from the, the other side. Yeah. You're a teeter totter, man. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Or a pendulum or whatever. Speaking of which, let, let me. Oh, by the way, what I was going to tell you the Needle. whole story. The whole story about the uh, bombshell thing is I asked um, her about that afterward because she's not in the movie, but her best she's best friends with Megan Kelly, right? And she's like, "Oh, Megan and I watched it together." And I was like, "All right." I was How'd like, go? "What did y'all think about it?" Extra butter on that popcorn. Yeah. She was like, "I was like, what did you think about it?" So she sat there and we talked about. She's like, it, "She's like Chad. Every bit of it was like accurately portrayed." She like, it really was like that. It, I mean, it was. She was like flat out open with me on it, and I was like, "Well, I gotta have her back to talk about this." Shit. I mean, like she was, she was awesome. But uh, yeah, she was super nice. I found out she was she followed the show. That's how I found her. I was going to bring the show back, and I started looking through all the people that followed me on Twitter, and I was like, "I'm going to bring someone who's been a follower of the show now." And I see Janice Dean, and I'm like, "No," and I shot her a, a direct message. And she was like, yeah. She's like, just shoot me this email, talk to my um, publicist, and I'll be on. <laughs> She's I'm like, like, yeah, yeah, homie, I got all your <laughs> that's shit. Right. That's right. I love me some Chad. I love me some Chad. She was asking for autographs. And she, no. but she was super nice, though, man. She was really, really nice. All right. That's Go, awesome. Going back to what you were saying, let's, you and I you and I both have an interesting um, have an interesting viewpoint in, in a way, but I really want to get into to where you are on this. I don't know if I've ever heard you talk about this before. So this is if this is no no if this if this conversation is in your no no square, you let me know. Oh, all right. right. You brought up before being uh, being a believer in in a higher power and all yeah. that kind of stuff it doesn't always seem to work or mix with what we see in music, especially with punk. You and I are guys that probably more libertarian, constitutionalist, if you right. will. Um, a lot of the rock and roll people and everybody that we get involved with are all seem to be extreme. No, I don't say extreme left, but more liberal, more more that road. Sure. And they kind of, I don't know about you, but every now and then I'll hear this. Nah, there's no way you could be like that. I was like, no, I am. But then you look at it and things like, um, uh, it used to be, uh, F you, I won't do what you tell me. Now it's, now you do what they told you kind of thing. Or... Uh, Turn that, that rage against the machine magnet around. Right. Or, it's, or, uh, the, and the sign says you got to have a membership card to get inside. Used to be a protest song. Right, now right. it's more of a sign you see up there. As a guy in punk, though, mm-hmm. you're talking about, you're talking about a, a, a genre of music that has a culture and a strong cultural dynamic that goes along with it. Yes. I'm not saying everybody it turns into black sheep and follows it, but it does have, it does have a, a <clears throat> it is more outside. If, if any kind of music out of the last 70 years came with a purpose mm-hmm. of, of what it was going to be, whether it's anti establishmentarianism I have to say that small, short, right. slow, um, easy for me to say, or if it's um, just where people are um, in the whole spectrum of society. You 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 and you and I don't always fit 
the cookie cutter mold that people think that it's going to be. Uh, but we still are just who we are, which I think is really the individualism that it, it should be for music. When you look at things like what you're talking about with the record label, you can't believe in anything to be a part of this record label. Is that something that comes up for you a lot in punk? Do you hear that? Not just about the religion, but about what your philosophy is towards uh, government or how we should all treat each other and, and all the things that seem to be extremely hot-button issues these days. Is, is that something that comes up a lot or no? Not really. Um, as a matter of fact, like within circles of the band, uh, some are tired of writing about that stuff, but I stay on that topic. And that's all me. Like, hate your, hate your government, structure fuck, which is about not necessarily making fun of Christianity. It is about uh, the, um, what, what is it called? Man, I, I am having a brain fart right now. Kenneth Copeland and all those guys, the yeah. the 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 faith organization. Yeah, like, yeah, you know, they're yeah. basically like, if you don't have enough faith, then you can't have this or that. They're right. very materialistic. Yeah. Uh, I don't like those people at all. Uh, real Christianity is about loving people and loving, you know, faith and God and others and like servitude. And like when it works, it works. You know, it's not about greed. Like a lot of people are are mad about all kinds of different gods. And like it's 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 unbelievable. And so if you choose to believe in God, you ought to be able to choose to believe in something. And that's what I do. And I just I, I pick out the things that make me angry and I will pick on it through music, but I will never shun anybody directly. You know yeah. what I mean? And we've had a few firebacks every now and then, but it doesn't happen a lot. We've we've mainly had more firebacks because of our anti PC kind of thing. You know, um, we don't call out people by racist names or anything like that. But if we say the word like, oh, that's retarded, we're not calling a retarded person retarded. Like, you know, like retarded, like is like slow and uninformed, like in a, in a form of stupid. And like you can you can say that about all kind of stuff. But it's just like I would never point at somebody with that disability and say that. Right. You know what I mean, right. And it's just like I'm very flexible on words is my point. Yeah. And so like we can we can just kind of you want to be able to have that freedom. The minute you start restricting someone and telling somebody what they can or can't say, it's only going to get worse from there on out. Sure. And I, I'm just not that kind of person. So, yes, we've had a little bit of, of a drawback from, like, different – for different things. Yeah. But at the same time, it hasn't really been that big of a deal. Okay. Um, we're, because we're not really that confrontational. Like, like in between songs on stage, like, we can, we can sing the most, like – like anti-fucking government thing ever but then we'll just start just telling fart jokes and farting around for like 10 minutes sometimes we'll start talking <laughs> you know we'll have a 45 minute slot and we'll we'll have like 15 songs to play but we only get to play seven sometimes because like we're all up there just having a good time talking right you know what i mean but it's just like uh you know um people had a problem with us at first like when it first when we first came about like there were people that were like we'll never have you at our house shows because you know we're we're all about being politically correct and we don't have room for that kind of stuff in our scene i'm like fine you don't want to do that you don't want to do that but like those things kind of seem to kind of crash away and go away but like we're we're still surfing a good wave and having a good time because like we're not we're really not a hateful band you know and, is and it isn't that ironic though? I mean, just seriously, th th take that take that one point and dissect it for a second. Sure. I mean, the the idea. Let's 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 talk about how words mean things. Political correctness is a term. It doesn't mean that something's correct. It, it is an ideology that people try to push in some ways. There are some parts of it I agree with. There are some parts of it I am definitely opposed to. Right. All right. 
You're talking about a house punk band, and someone is going to not allow you because you house are going seen show fee yes, that was and, throwing multiple shows, and like, they don't want they us. don't want you a part of it because you aren't ago. a part of the establishment. But that, yeah. that the irony of the flip flop of where this is in the '80s, punk was was something very different. Now it's what trying to esta- trying to establish itself as a. As a certain click, I don't understand that, but I think that's all music. Don't get me wrong. There are a lot of bands out there though that like like give in to whatever everybody's doing. They they will jump off the bridge, so to speak. Yeah. But like, there are a lot of bands like us that are just like, hey man, if we offend you, why don't you just fuck off and turn the channel? Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like that's that's what we do. It's like we're just gonna keep being ourselves. We never intentionally mean to piss anybody off. Sure. We just write the songs that we do, and like, it's like. We're the most middle grounded, level headed people, like all of us. And like, we're just, we're skeptical on a lot of things as a group and we discuss things man to man and we don't argue. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And we've had our, we've had our high points and that stuff, but like, we kind of got over it really fast when we saw that like, really nobody gives a shit. (laughs) Well, I I think there's, I think there's a part of it where, you know, I'm not, I'm not judging anybody for doing this, but I think there are people that are very talented that know how competitive it is to get into certain spaces. So sure. they'll do whatever it takes to be seen as part of that. That that has always existed. It it will always exist. Makes me sick to my stomach. Sure, but it's it's there. I do think it's it's very telling though that you have stuck to what y'all want to do. Someone has found you for what you do. Yeah. The music and the art that you have, that passion mm-hmm. is there because you haven't discounted it. To pay the piper to be able to get into this deal. Oh yeah. No so I, I do think with what's going on for you now, I don't think it's just luck. I think part of it is is, is is who you are, and you haven't lost yourself in what you wanted to do. I'm not saying in challenging yourself musically. <laughs> people change all the time because they want to try something different. I mean in who you are, and I think that can really affect that. So in saying that, if you agree with that, have you seen bands that have done that just kind of drop in what they do, or they, they don't bring the same level of intensity? Or I hate to use the word sellout because that sounds like something that you and I grew up with in the '80s, and we it was overused back then. But it kind of feels that way. Is that something that you see? Sellout's still there in many different forms before you even sign a major contract. And really? the only thing about that is too is there are several bands that are even around our hometown that have paid people a lot of money to get promoted. And, like, you can watch their numbers skyrocket. And then when their time runs out because they're not going to pay any more money, their numbers go way down. And the only thing about all that kind of stuff, man, is DIY. Do it yourself. It's very, very, very important. Keep at it. Do it yourself. Never stop. Message labels. Do things. Most labels, if they're underground, they're going to ask you for something up front, too. You know what I mean? Sure. Oh, yeah. Yeah, but you're still going to get a good break, and you can still do some really cool stuff. But, man, don't. Just just do it yourself. Don't rely on anybody. And it's like, what we like to do is like Larry Parker. What a beautiful fucking man that guy is. Because like we were the first release on River Monster Records. And today, it, it turned three years old. And like he was just like, dude, I couldn't do anything without so many of these people backing us. And it was like, me and all my guys, like we, we've always been involved in those things dude and we threw shows for him and we helped like introduce him to bands and like he's helped introduce us to bands and we all throw shows together we don't ask for a dime from anybody as a matter of fact if we're lucky we get a cap at the venue which we can pay bands consistently and this is what they know they're going to get when they come to town that's if we're lucky yeah you know what i mean yeah, sometimes yeah. it's just mostly the door but like we rely on that and then what happens after those shows is those bands book us in their town and we all go back and forth and we work together we don't ask 
ask anybody for money. We don't do anything to try to like cheese off somebody's back or do anything like that. And like, man, I am, oh, I'm 100% against all that cheesiness, man. It's just like, just get out there. Just work a little bit. If you're in a band, if you're one of the five people in a band, if, the, if all of you have an assignment to do something, to grow your group, it's going to work. You all have to believe in it. And then whoever doesn't believe in that project, you're going to find out real fast. Trim the fat. Get them out. Make it happen. You know what I mean? It hurts. It sucks. You can give them a couple, like, shots here and there. You know what I mean? Just be right. like, hey, buddy. You know, like, it's kind of like at a job. Right. It's, it's a job. Yeah. You know what I mean? But just believe in it, and things happen. And it's just like, it's very, very important to keep that ball rolling like that, man. And it's a bitch. How do you do that, though? How do you balance that part? Because, you know, some people aren't really good with promotions. Some people aren't good with other things. I mean, I, I understand that. And at the same time, you're trying to find people that are good musicians. Maybe I mean, they're good with songwriting. Maybe they're good with graphics. Maybe they're good with, you know, putting putting um, things together, schedules for the band, or, like, where to, like, put the posters. Anything. Anything. Because it takes so much effort to be able to find out how to promote, especially today. Now that you post your poster on Facebook, you're shadow banned. They don't want... They don't want anybody yeah. to see shit. Yeah. It's like, how come I used to get 750 likes in 15 minutes, but now it's two likes in a month? That's because Zuckerfucker Burger is fucking your band in the butthole. And you got to get out there and put shit everywhere. And you can bleep as much of that stuff out as you want. I'm but. not going to edit any of this. Okay, I'm, thank you. But uh, I am just, too lazy to yeah, edit yeah, this okay. Yeah, because the last time I was on, it was like, beep, 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 beep. And you I gave tried. up. Yeah, I got halfway through and I'm like, forget it. <laughs> forget but, it. But <laughs> it's like, man, it's like... Y'all, I mean, by the way, Black Iron Gathering is a reason I do not edit this show because I got halfway through that. Thanks, buddy. And I was like, I'm not doing this anymore. I, ha- I have something to say about Black Iron Gathering, actually. What's that? New Year's, Foxfield. Really? Yep. Yeah, we're going to do it. Really? Yep. New Year's, Foxfield with uh, Wolfman String Band and. Uh, uh, what's that other band that we always used to play with a lot? With uh, Russell Goodman and John Cox? Dr. Roundhouse. Yes. Yeah. Yes, I Sorry, remember them. Fellas. I hey, remember them. And, and, and I could blame COVID for my brain fog, but I nope, it's not COVID. I have done a lot of drugs. So Black Iron Gathering is going to play for New Year's. I did not know that. That is awesome. No one knows that, so I figured I'd just go ahead and spill the beans. All right. Well, that's that's all. Everybody's coming back for that. Everybody. All right, man. Yeah. I think the first year I played at Foxfield for New Year's, we played with y'all, didn't we? Uh, I think so. D- uh, Don with yeah. Don, not not Don yeah. Sims, but yeah, with yeah. Don. Yeah, that was a good one. That was a great show. Yeah, that was an absolute rocking show from start to finish. Yeah, yeah, I remember that one. I was like, yeah, well, yeah, yeah. So we're, I think we're gonna do it, and that's it. All right, that's all awesome. Right. Well, no, I'm glad to hear that, man. That was, that was good. I was gonna ask you about all that stuff, so I didn't know yeah. if y'all are still doing anything or not. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> nope, not that's a hard band to book, pal. Why is that? <clears throat> well, it's hard to get everybody in the same vehicle together. Yeah. It's hard to get the money worked out. And you know, um my my whole my whole realm of thinking is, hey, we got this territory worked out, so what do you say we go about 700 miles out of the way one day and yeah. not make shit and just come home and see what we got? Well, we need to make money. Buddy. Yeah. And it's just like people <laughs> people start talking and it it's kind of like that, and then Charlie was really the only one that was turning in anything songwriting-wise. And then, you know, it, it was good stuff, but we just stopped practicing. We fell out of our loop. Some of it was my fault. Yeah. I had a bad drinking problem, um, and it did not help anything at that time. 
Um, when COVID hit, it really went to hell, so I had to fix it. Yeah. Um, but uh, we're all still friends, and we're we're hanging out, and we were just, you know, even though, we like, with Soda City, like, we had to let Chris go. Um, and but I still see Chris and I love Chris. Yeah. Like yeah. that that kid to me is like like when we had like a really good genuine friendship, man, I mean that kid, that guy's a real He's solid a great guy. guy. Yeah, oh, yeah. Yeah. We got back into record collecting together and I'm not sure, Mr. Chris, if you're listening, how many you've collected since we have started, but I know I'm up to about four thousand. Are you and, serious? And I had to like oh get God. back everything that I sold. Yeah, because yeah. I got found Jesus back in like 2002. Got rid of like maybe 2,700 records, uh-huh. and they were all dance records. But I got all those back, and then I started collecting more punk and like more metal and like seven inches and like I have five turntables, two CDJs, like all kind of crap. I'm like, yeah, You've seen it? Yeah, yeah you, and like, you were doing so. You were doing a good bit of that during COVID when everybody's kind of locked down. You were playing a lot yeah, on Facebook. That was yeah, awesome. Yeah, yeah. Now it's like you had your own broadcasting <laughs> network. I'm through still, Facebook. I'm still getting those. Like Facebook is going to shut you down. We're playing music <laughs> that Warner Brothers technically still owns, and I'm just like, yeah, oh, okay, yeah. great, yeah. yeah. Vote for Derek Poop. Yeah, that's you know, I I separated. Uh, I, I made a local bar page yeah. and then Chad Alexander page. Yeah. When I post something, they Facebook put two and two together. Yeah. Like that, it just dropped. I had a visibility. two and two together moment too. Did you? Oh yeah, because uh, when uh, my bands broke up, I started doing uh, solo acoustic shows, and oh, yeah. I, I changed it to Billy Riot, and I right. just started doing these things, and then I just changed my last name to Riot, which actually really works because my last name is Ray. And right. Everybody and their Mother calls me Billy Ray all the time, and I hate it. Are you Billy Ray? Oh, that's Jimmy Ray. That, Remember that that technically, show? yes, but yeah. but that's my first and my last name. So I changed my Billy last Ray. name to Riot. Hey, Billy Ray! And now everybody just calls me Billy. <laughs> when you finally break into country, like you're supposed to, Billy Ray's just going to work. I'm going to grow out a mullet, and I'm going to screw all your chickens. <laughs> right. <laughs> but uh, yeah, but it, it worked. You yeah. Know? So it's just like for time being. Yeah. And then now it's like I post anything. It's like. Crickets, yeah. Should we put crickets here? Yeah, yeah. If I if I actually edited stuff, this is exactly where they'd go. This is where you know, the what, go. This is what we should do is like we should do a crossover podcast crossover. But what we'll do is I'll do an interview with somebody, and then y'all do something, yeah. and then you send it to me to edit, which means nothing will change, and then I'll send mine to edit, and like you know, you could have like fart noises after Janice Dean saying something. You know, I don't know if I'm awesome. gonna fart on Janice yeah, Dean. I wouldn't do that. We'll leave her. She's, alone. she's pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, oh, by the way, I, I did want to ask you earlier in the week I wanted to post on your page, but I did not because I'm at work and shit. But I was just like, do you think Janice Dean had a good week? <laughs> That's right. Yeah. I mean, because uh, <laughs> yeah, she had a pretty good week. Yeah. You think she's yeah. gonna walk around and every time she sees somebody she suspects is creepy, she's gonna be like, hey, don't be so Cuomo, right? <laughs> I said, you know, one of the things that she gets all the time is, hey, stick to weather, just like anybody. You know, yeah. you're an athlete, hey, stick to sports, whatever. Yeah. So I, I sent her a little message and I just said, hey, thanks for not just sticking to the weather. And she was she was really nice, like yeah. sending a little message back. She's she's a really cool person. She's pro. Yeah. Yeah. She's yeah, badass. She, she's right. She's right. She, on, man. She started that. The whole thing, though, I mean, it's it's amazing, and it's like that tidal wave just picked up. You you ever seen Interstellar when they land on that planet and they yeah. don't know what it is in the yeah. distance and it's that big ass tidal wave that yep. just all of a sudden starts coming towards them. Here's Janice. Yep. you know what I mean. <laughs> and you know the, the, the all the all the stuff that he got busted for wasn't what she was after. Nope. And I think there's a part of her that's like, yeah, okay, that's great. We still need answers on all this other stuff. But it, she was. It made her feel a lot better that he got. It's kind of like if you do a shoddy job in someone's house and the particular customer walks in there and goes, well, I noticed this last night while you were gone. And then because I noticed this, 
I noticed this, <laughs> and then I noticed this, right. and then, I mean, I, you just are you have, are you working on Adam Sandler's house? Have to redo do the whole the, thing. That's, right. <laughs> <laughs> that's yeah. what it's like. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. It's he, like a, the man came undone. I dude. think we'll just have to tear this whole house down and start over again. Yeah. Maybe I, I know want, you were only working on my closet. I don't want him grabbing my face and kissing my meatballs. Yeah, fuck, uh, no way. Freaky man, gross. it is gross. It's like who? Uh, hey, if you had if you had a choice, who could kiss you, Cuomo? Biden. Biden. Oh my God! I, <laughs> I, I'm gonna, I, I hate that we even had to have this conversation, but I'm, I'm not going to shy away from it because I'm a man. I can face my challenges. Cuomo is just way too creepy with the nipple piercings and stuff like that. It has. He's to got be nipple piercings. Oh yeah, you didn't know that. Do you think he goes to punk oh, shows, dude? He walked in at some um, some press conference and had a shirt on that was too tight on purpose to show off his nipple piercings. When he was like king of New York and all the Cuomo sexuals were going nuts. Y'all dude, that's yeah, fucked he's up. Just, yeah, he's a, it'd have to be Biden. It'd have to be. This, yeah, but he's got hairy one. legs. Yeah, but I can feel on him, and he puts yeah. them in the pool, and I can watch the, the hairs hair go up and up. down. And, yeah, mm. just, just, oh, man. Yeah, I, I don't know. know about all that. It's weird. It you is. Th- you think they drink kids' blood? It is a, adrenochrome or whatever the hell, <laughs> whatever is all on. that stuff is. Let me tell you something. I used to, I used to go. I, I was on a, I was on a radio sh- channel out yeah. in Missouri for a while. They had, they, they hosted. Well, they were still around. They're not around anymore. But they hosted me on there. And they asked me, "Hey, we want to put you in this time slot." I'm like, "Great." I, you know, am I gonna make any money out of this? What, what's going on? You know, I'm not gonna do whatever you guys want. I'm gonna do what I want to do. I'm not gonna. Be dictated to do any kind of thing. Don't ask me to even cut anything. Yeah. When I do a show, sometimes they're an hour and 20 minutes. Sometimes they're 45. It's just what it is. Nope, that's fine. We'll fill up what we ever got to do. I was like, all right. It is what it is. So I was like, when do you put me on? Like, we'll have you on. Like, we'll have you on at 6 o'clock right before we do Alex Jones. I'm like, whoa. <laughs> whoa. I was like, let me tell you something. Alex Jones and I don't agree on a lot. I want to hang out with that guy. And, and so, but here's the thing. Over the past two years... Like, I've told Maria, I'm like, God almighty, I'm, they're making me say that Alex Jones is right. But that shit that he's saying on Rogan lately is like... It's, oh, he's right on. Oh, my God, it's insane. I know, but, but I thought <laughs> I thought what he used to say was crazy. Yeah. And now, since it's all come true, I'm like, oh, my God, don't make Alex Jones right anymore. But, dude, they banned him, and now it's all back. Oh, it's, yeah. Like, you like my comment. I was like, I'm so glad this is back. Yes. I was like, because that I, episode, Alex Jones Returns... From Joe Rogan is the that best. That is a great episode. The best. And I dude. know he's I know he is like a, a, me out. a hemorrhoid getting ready to burst whenever you look at him or hear him, and he's over the top. He's ridiculously tinfoil he's hat. Like a stinky balloon. But I yeah, he's got to smell horrible. No, I'm just talking about hemorrhoids. Oh, I'm just talking about him. But, but he smells like footballs and whiskey. The thing about it is like he, the guy, like he'll say something, and I'm like, two weeks later, I'm like, oh my God, how is the world making Alex Jones look right? Yeah. It's and I don't want to say that because he and I still have fundamental differences in, in a couple of things. But the guy is ah, that makes us human. Though, it's man. why, yeah. But it's also why you have to listen to even opposing viewpoints that you don't like. Right? It's, yeah. It can't be. You can't well, get this person off and say cancel them. Right. No, oh, that's dude. and that's something that we just got to get rid of. That's We've got to stop. Yeah. We don't need fewer voices. We need more of it. Yeah. I mean, that's that's just the thing that kills me. We've got all this bandwidth nowadays, and we're trying to say only five people can have it. Yeah. Oh, that's just nuts. That's the thing know? that makes me really appreciative towards overpopulation, just because there's more genres of music. Yeah. <laughs> 
and it's stuff's hard to find. You know, yeah. it's like it's every day if you actually challenge yourself to go find a different genre and some band that you know you could possibly be interested in, it's you know just do a little homework, you can find it. Right. It's crazy. Now, if you were limited and had to think like everybody else, and everything was the same, and you came home every day at five o'clock, like in your street, look like every day at like uh, what's that movie? Um, Edward Scissorhands when they all came out home at like oh, five yeah. o'clock. Yeah, 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 yeah. No yeah. way, I made you an arroge salad. He was like, uh-uh. No, I don't think so, bitch. I was like, I'd rather be the guy with the long nails trying to wipe my ass. Yeah. You know what I mean? Trying to figure it way, out. I don't know why he had to have a bidet. There's no way. Who pushes the button? Be... He's, boop. Oh, I guess oh he, he, did, uh, he, he probably did push How do you open his suit? Uh, very carefully. B-roll. I bet it's in the B-roll. <laughs> That's, I, bet, I bet it is. Well, that, all right, so going back to... With, with that, yeah. there are rabbit holes you can go down to find new music and stuff like that all oh, the time. Yeah. You, you were you, you were saying earlier about doing things yourself. Yeah, YouTube is probably the best university out there right now. You can find how to do stuff if you put some gumption behind you and start doing some work. I, I one of the things that I I think we miss out on is the opportunity to have so many different viewpoints for people to put so much stuff out there. I mean, people say all the time, "How in the world do I start a podcast?" Like the same way I did. I ordered a microphone, started talking, I screwed it up about twenty six times, yep. and then you have a show. Yep. But it was just I, if I couldn't figure something out, I was either sending an email to somebody who does it, or I was just googling and YouTubing and trying to figure out what to do. Yeah. I do worry that part of cancel culture is people being too lazy. Yeah. I think that people just get lazy, and instead of wanting to speak out about something, maybe give a, a different viewpoint, uh, people just would rather just cut it out. Yep. I'm worried. We we haven't really seen that so much in the music world, but it's coming. It's got to be coming for the music world. Yeah. It's more about what the musicians are doing rather than writing. Well, I'll give you that. Nobody's listening to lyrics. Like Ryan Adams. He had a nasty divorce. Yeah. And so like now Ryan Adams is a douche. Right, but you know, whatever. Well, I mean, it, it, I still buy his record. Seeing that it went for comedians so fast, and those are the ones you would think they would probably get it last. They were touring on college campuses. Well, that was and yeah. I mean, <laughs> there's your problem. Well, Seinfeld says there's no way in the world he's ever doing another college campus. Right. Like he's out of it. He shouldn't. Yeah. I think Chappelle's even said that. He's yeah. like, forget it. I, I think love, he's too. Big I love Chappelle. Me. How like every day he's got that little jar by his glass door where he walks out the, the door gets every a, day, gets, gets a, a little punchline, and the one of them's like kick her right in the pussy. So he yeah. writes like sixty jokes off that like every day. That guy's That's, a genius. Man. Oh man, he's awesome, dude! And like, so many people get mad about him, even if he calls like the LBGT community the alphabet people. Like, they call they're like, Wah! It's like they ought to laugh their ass off about that and appreciate it. The fact that they're, you know, he's got no disrespect to them whatsoever, and like he gave them a really good nickname. Right. Well, he, he, he talks about that in Sticks and Stones, or at least the, the little back half of it, where they put yeah. like some B roll in there and everything. Yeah. And he talks about how he he met that person at the bar the, afterwards. The, the, that was that the was tranny, yeah. yeah, that was laughing and everything because yeah. everybody was like, and nervous. they're best friends, right? Right. People got mad at him because he went on Joe Rogan. Yeah. If you go on Joe Rogan, people can be mad at you. That's, that's why I haven't gone on People yet. are pissed about Joe. Yeah, that's I, why I don't, I don't want there people to get mad at me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I believe you. Why do I believe you 100%? That's right. Joe probably listens to you and be like, I'll have this guy on about uh, 2030. Yeah. Yeah. I'll have him on the second. Yeah. I lose my freaking mind. Yeah, we'll yeah. get in the uh, ice tub together. Yeah, that's exactly what we're going to do. He was like breathing in that thing like he was practicing Lamaze. Did you see that shit? He's like... Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's like he didn't know how to blow up a very small balloon. If you're ever awake at night 
uh, and you can't sleep, yeah. go check your Twitter somewhere around like 3 or 4 in the morning. If Joe Rogan's having a hard time sleeping, he'll tweet some stuff and then delete it. <laughs> oh, it's, really? It's him all high off something. It's great. Yeah. Oh, that's great. You got to look for 4 a.m. Joe tweets. So if he's that's... done petting his dog, his dog is snoring, he's like on some kind of methamphetamine. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Going to get, there was one night he was smoking something. I can't remember what it was. But he took something, smoked something, and got in his hot tub. And I think he said like Jesus and Jim Morrison showed up. What? Like, it's, it's crazy. I yeah. would love yeah. to do the drugs that guy yeah. does. Oh, right. he's got he's got he's got unlimited supply. I'm sure. Oh man, he's got. I had an opportunity to go do some DMT and I and I declined. Yeah, yeah. I just like I'm in a rough spot. Yeah, and it was just like I, there's no way that I could like mentally take it. I, I don't <laughs> think. But like if you listen to the podcast that we did on Ride House, uh, where we had. Um, Patrick Mahone like does Punkin' Intense, and like yeah, we were talking yeah. about the the whole thing. I put sound effects behind it, and like his descriptions are like it's awesome. Yeah, I work really hard on that. But um, yeah. But anyway, man, we were gonna go to that festival and do it, but it was just like ninety eight degrees at night, and I would have been in a tent. Uh, I would have. It looked like the show was a huge success, though. Oh man, it was so good. It was so it was hot. A- Next year he's gonna do it in October. Yeah, and it's gonna be cooler. He's gonna have more breweries and stuff. He really learned. What to do, what not to do, but his not to do's were maybe like didn't even go past five. Oh, geez. Well, I'll tell you what, you coming know, up with the name Punking Intense is one of the best names ever for a festival. He's, he's a cool dude, and everybody that was involved is like, it's a big family, man. And everybody automatically embraces everybody out there. Punk rock and metal is awesome. Yeah. But like, we, we were laughing at it on the last podcast because everybody was complaining about how hot it was, but like everybody wore black. <laughs> yeah, we would. Well, you, you have to. I we mean, were sitting underneath our canopies, and we would watch the flag blowing in the wind, this big American flag, and then yeah. it would drop, and then that we'd watch a temperature gauge just go up like thirty oh, degrees, geez. and we we're like, Ugh. he got mad at me because I was the last car to take my car around the racetrack, and I got my Subaru wagon like up to like eighty five, <laughs> and like people were trying to throw milk jugs at my car, and I was just like, bye. And like, but is, yeah. is milk I, is milk a popular thing at punk shows? They, they were filled with water. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, but uh, it was a uh, yeah milk. It was a bad choice. <laughs> it was a bad choice. Yeah, in this yeah. Heat. yeah. some fucking anchorman shit. Yeah, it? a lot of people don't realize <laughs> that in the punk community, they're real big on their calcium. That's yeah. a that's a huge deal with yeah. the punk community. <laughs> Before we go, tell me, let's talk a little bit about So City Riot. I mean, uh, sorry, uh, Riot House Podcast. You guys got any big shows coming up? Anybody coming on anytime soon? Uh, we kind of just like you know shoot from the hip. Um, yeah. We want to have you back in the fall. Um, and I have, ooh, actually, there's a big EDM festival that's happening uh, October 1st through the 3rd out in Dalzell. And okay. it's a Columbia Red Hot reunion. Columbia Red Hot used to be a forum back in the day. Um, and, like, all the DJs and the electronic scene in Columbia, I mean, like, packed venues, big places. They were renting out Legion huts and doing all kinds of stuff. Like the punk scene back in the day, and just grew and grew and grew. Yeah. And they get national headliners and everybody to come in through here, and it was great. Well, now they're all piling up out in the woods for a three-day camping festival. And what? I, I'm a techno DJ. Yeah. And uh, I've been doing it for years, and I'm teaming up with a whole bunch of friends, and we're we're going to do that out there. Oh, we've got a friend that lives out in um, in Camden. I know he's got to be going to Oh, yeah. I he's need to catch up with going. him. Yeah, man. shoot him some shit. Let him know when it is, man. But it's the uh, Columbia Red Hot thing, and it's, it's hard to miss. It's everywhere online right now. Tickets went on sale today. All right, awesome. All right, yeah, well, August 15th. most yeah. important thing with Soda City Riot – the album with the signing and everything. You guys got a ton of dates. What's coming up soon? Oh, man. Or how about this? More importantly as well, where can people keep up with you guys? Uh, they can go to SodaCityRiot.com, 
Find us on Facebook, Bandcamp, everywhere. But SodaCityRiot.com, if you sign up right now on our mailing list, we'll give you a free comp from uh, Pro Rock Records. And we're on there with the Ramona and the Ramonas and the Adams. Okay. And uh, that's, the, that's the first release that we have on that label. That's the, some of our back catalog stuff. And we're fixing to hit the studio. Uh, we're opening up for the Queers September the 6th in Charleston, uh, September 7th here. Playing with the Bastard Sons in uh, <laughs> Augusta. September 25th. I have so many freaking dates. Where are you playing? The one here in Columbia on the 7th. Where is that going to be? That's going to be at New Brooklyn Tavern. New Brooklyn? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So it's with the Queers. I mean, they've been around since like 1981. You know, the first time they ever came to Columbia, they played at Huge Street Concert Hall. They opened up for Slayer. And they didn't know. Are you serious? They didn't know who they were opening up for. So the Queers show up and they're like, oh, 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 you know what I mean? Yeah, it's like, yeah. Slayer's are like, hello words! You know, it's just like, wow, what a show. But like, yeah. Talk about variety. Yeah, if you if you get the Shout at the Queers record, it's all black with like a Converse star yeah. logo on it. Jay yeah. recorded it at the jam room, actually. Really? Yeah, he's got a rich history with Joe. It's pretty awesome. But the whole story is how they pull up on there and like they, they opened up for Slayer. That's awesome. Like, I had no idea. Yeah, That's amazing. Like, what the hell is going on here? That's fantastic. It was like the Beach uh, the Beach Boys opening up for Napalm Death or something. Oh shit. my god. Yeah. <laughs> I would I would go to that show by the way. Yeah. Cuz I do yeah. I do like the Beach Boys, but I love me some Napalm Death. Yeah. I'm all about that aggressive metal shit, man. Well, um Appreciate you coming and being on the show. Always appreciate you promoting us over on your show. You Hell guys yeah, are great, buddy. man. We always have a good time. Walk guys... over to my house soon. That's right. We'll absolutely make that happen. Yeah. Maybe have a little picnic along the way or a- something. As a matter of fact, just so your audience hears it, because I don't know if they check out our podcast, because I don't even look at that crap, but uh, Chad comes over one day, and uh, he brings up uh, Careless Whisper, and then we give him shit about it. So we start playing little samples all through the thing. Well, at the end of the podcast, we'd all had a few beers. Chad gets in his car, turns, like, rolls down the window and blasts the song going down my street next to an elementary school. It's great. Always have it keyed up, man. You're the man. You never know. Well, Billy Billy Ray, I appreciate you coming and being on the show. Thanks for calling me that (laughs) asshole. Yeah, man. I'll come on anytime. This is a great spot. This is kick ass. If, and whenever you need to come and take a nap, you got that chair right behind. Next time we'll get here. Eric. Yeah, in here. Yeah, I, he, he'll lay on the couch and we, just fart. <laughs> Sounds just like you. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, good to see you, man. Thanks bye, for coming on. Bye, buddy. I want to thank my man Billy for coming by the the, the studio. I, I always enjoy having a good time with him. He's 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 always on. The guy's always on. He, that that's I think I think he's got like he's on. He may even be like that when he's asleep. I'm, I'm not I'm not sure, but he's a he's a heck of a nice guy, and, and I've always enjoyed his company because I, I find him to be uh, very open. You know, um, I want to let you in on a little secret. You're probably dealing with a lot uh, over the past couple of years, probably even more so than you realize. Uh, Whenever your your circle gets smaller, it's very hard to always find your place. Here's what I mean by that. When when you don't have as many people around you, 
you sometimes feel out of place or you're not surrounded with the, the people that you that you need. You know, you, when we when we can't see each other as much, there, there's people at work, there's maybe people in the neighborhood, but maybe your friends live kind of far off. Maybe they, maybe they're not your neighbors. Maybe you don't communicate with them all the time. Oh, open up the kimono here a little bit and be honest with you. I've felt that recently. With a lot of stuff that's gone on, I have found that in a lot of places, whether it be my professional life or, or some other things that I get involved with, that um, unless I'm around my wife and our two daughters, sometimes in some days I feel very out of place because the people that I may bounce stuff off of and find some commonality with, I, I don't have them around me. Sometimes it's because of the circles we've decided to go into, and that can be very challenging. And I think a lot of times we look at that and say, uh, well, maybe I need to change. And there's nothing wrong with that. I think having that self-reflection that every now and then if you're looking around and you realize, ah, I don't, uh, I don't feel good about where I am, maybe, maybe something in you does need to change. But maybe it doesn't. And I think it's harder and harder these days to, to know to, to know which way to go with that. Hang on for a second. My beer is just out of reach. All right. Honestly, it's not a beer. It's a LaCroix. But still, um, it's hard to know that sometimes. I like having Billy on. I always like having him on because Billy's a funny guy. I, I will tell you, uh, every time I'm around him, he always makes a point to come say hello to me and my family. Uh, I, it's not like I've grown up with this guy. We haven't really known each other for, for years. Well, for a few years now, I guess, but not, not, we don't like hang out all the time, but he's come to shows. Uh, I've enjoyed seeing him and stuff we've done. I go see some of the stuff that they do whenever he's involved with somebody. And, and I, and I, I appreciate having someone like him around. There's another thing I do like about Billy that I have to tell you is his openness to talk about a couple of things. I think it's pretty amazing in a world today, especially when you're so, so let me start at the beginning. Um, musicians are, are just like you. Musicians are just like any other group. They, they've got their own sex within them. Okay. And um, a lot of times you, you're a square peg in a round hole. I learned early on that because I had values or thought certain things, I mean, I've had people tell me before, nah, there's, there's no way you think that. You, you've got to be, you've got to be like extreme liberal, right? Like that's what rock and roll guys are. Well, I don't know if they are anymore, but, but it's like, no, it's like, you know, because I don't believe in this or because I do believe this, I can't be a rock and roll guy. All right. Uh, I, I give Billy a lot of credit for for being unapologetic of that he's a faith based guy. I have no problem with that too. I say that on the show. You don't have to listen. I don't care. I don't ram it down your throat. Uh, but at the same time, I, I will tell you that that you get that beef every now and then, or you do like what a lot of people do is you sit on the sidelines and let people talk their junk, and you sit there at the bar while they're doing it. Um, Billy and I aren't really those kinds of guys. We're, we're a little bit more mouthy, but. Uh, it is funny, like when you when you find things that you like, even in music that seems free and open, there are groups that will that, that will chastise you for stuff in your beliefs. Okay, here's here's my point to it though. Bringing it up in music, it's not like it's worse there. My point is it exists everywhere. So 
what are you supposed to do with that? You know, after 44 years of being a preacher's kid, don't discount that, by the way. I, I want to tell you right now, I, I did not have the hardest life. I'm not going to sit here and tell you, oh, my life was so incredibly hard. It wasn't. But one thing about my house, I want you to think about a time that where maybe when you were a kid, you were kind of on stage or in kind of in front of people, and you were worried about everybody like maybe saying something about you or judging you, or if your parents ever talked about something embarrassing that you did, like in front of your That was every day of my life, okay? That's every day. That glass house thing, that's where preacher's kids live. We're either sermon material or somebody's got to know what the hell's going on. And, and, and in, all, in all actuality, we didn't really do anything worse than anybody else. We just did the same crap. We just got blamed for it. I, there may have been a couple of things I was the, the worst one at, but but not not a lot. I think that as I get older and as I realize how much I've been dealing with this, and I've, I've, been, I've been thinking about this a lot lately. I, I flew off the handle the other day. I was just griping about it to Maria. I know she was absolutely tired of hearing me talk about it, but I, I, as I get older, I'm more surprised at how less of that that I expect to see, and, and I don't. In some ways, I see more of it. And, and in today's society where everything's so polarized, whether it's politically, religiously, agnostically, what, whatever it is, we are so polarized, it is even worse. I, I actually think it's worse as an adult, and the reason being is because it should be gone by now. We should be a little bit more accepting, and we're not. And we should be a little bit more open to different ideas or at least to hear the other side of an argument, and we're not. We're getting worse. We're getting wor we have more technology at our, at our fingertips, and we're getting worse. It's, it's so funny to me that there is um, a, a, a record label out there that tells Billy that if he's a believer in anything, his punk music is not allowed on their label, even though he doesn't talk about it in his music. All right, fine. Let me tell you why I'm fine with that. Because I'm okay with people making the decisions that they want to. If there's a group that says they're okay with it, then guess what? They get Soda City Riot, and your group doesn't. I think it's a pretty smart move for the record label to sign Soda City Riot. That's just my opinion. I'm kind of one of these guys that thinks you should be inclusive and not exclusive. But I'm fine with, with you wanting to do that. I'm fine with your opportunity. I'm fine with your choice. I'm fine with all that. I don't have to like your decision. I certainly won't support you because of it. But I'll absolutely support your right to do that. There you go. That's how you listen to the other argument, and that's how you see somebody else win on the other side because they get this, these, these guys. I don't know why we, we do it because I think we also miss out on a lot of things. I, I like one of the other things that you'll I'll hear people do, and this isn't just musicians. I have a lot of friends that'll do this. That they'll they'll just be like, if you listen to a certain type of music, uh, you're an idiot. You don't know anything about music. But uh, if you don't listen to this type of music, then what what are you even doing? Do you even know music? And it's it's so funny like that, that whole snob culture, right? People that brag about being snob. Well, I'm a wine snob. I'm a book snob. Let me tell you something right now. And listen to me. I've said this before, but hear me on this right now. Never be a snob of anything. Never be obsessed with anything. 
what you're doing is you're getting giving away your ability to discern anything. Or you're claiming yourself to be an expert when you don't really know if you are or not. We, we've got to quit claiming ourselves or people we know as experts. You, you have to understand what we're saying when we say that. It's an expert. Someone who knows something about or knows everything about a, a subject. There are very few experts out there today. There's a lot of people that are leading in technology and needing, leading in ideas but experts, okay, and we probably throw that around a little bit too much. Like back in the 90s, legend. What was the other one? Diva. Everyone's a diva. I remember Elton John was on a, a, like a, a, a diva's show one time. I mean, I, I, I kind of see it, but still, we're overusing words. We, we get to the point where we're so exclusive, we, we forget to hear everything else that's out there. I'm not a big punk listener. But I found it through my friendship with Billy. And I found a little bit more about the punk scene that exists, not only in Columbia, but in South Carolina. And I found a couple of other bands that are pretty kick-ass. And while I'm not going to be covering any of their songs, they've given me some ideas. And I, and I like it. Why do we do that? Why do we want to put people... I understand why we want to compartmentalize things, but why do we want to think of ourselves as free and open people that listen to all these ideas and we're so encompassing when it comes to other people's ideas and beliefs and I, and I, I want to just re reach my arms out and grab all of you and bring you in and then all of a sudden when we're sitting around talking about even the most mundane thing, whether it's music or or a book that we read, or maybe a, a, a TED Talk that we liked, we, we start kicking people out of our damn lives. We, we, are, we are absolutely getting stupid with what we're doing. There's probably a lot Billy and I don't have in common. I don't care. Whenever we sit around and talk, we sit around and talk. Nobody's judging anybody. Nobody's putting somebody in a group. Nobody's saying that this person... It needs to be here for these parties and, and not for these. It's it's out there, and I'm, it's so damn apparent <laughs> in today's world. We talk such crap about each other. I think, I think it's nuts. Look, the reason I think you should be more inclusive and less exclusive is is it is very easy for you to find yourself on the outside of a box if you're pushing people out of your life. You, your, your heart will get hard. You'll become a smarmy person. Even if people are around you, they're probably not loving being around you. You have to be very careful about that. I, I don't always get that right. But to be frank, it, it, it ain't really that hard to do. Where's a place you could be a little bit more inclusive? Where, where's a spot in your life you could shut your yap about and realize you're probably not an expert in and, and kind of quit, back it down a little bit? Maybe you'll learn something else you haven't, you haven't learned about before. Where, where are you with your circle of people? Do you find yourself around people that exclude others because you're looking for inclusivity? Is that right? That was right. 
do you find yourself feeling a little empty because because you're trying to get in with the crowd that doesn't let everybody in? I I had a moment in church the other day. I um, we've been going to a, a, a new church. My other church, um, well, <laughs> doesn't want to have church. They want you to they want they want you to come and sit and sit apart and don't sing. And I'm just sorry, people. That's just that's just ridiculous. Um, and then they've, they've got a new preacher and I just, I don't, I go to, so just so you know, when you're, for me as a preacher's kid, I, I love going to church. I love being challenged. I love hearing new messages. I learn, I love learning something. So for me, it, it's about the preacher and we have a new preacher at that church. There's no idea what he's talking about. So I, I've just, we, we've gone and found another church and, um, I uh, I was sitting there the other day, and, and I, I started looking around because I, I wondered. We sit kind of in the front, and I'm like, you know, I don't ever really take a good look at the congregation from, like, the pastor's viewpoint. And I look, and I was pretty surprised at what I saw. Uh, very, very different groups of folks within that church. Very different sections um, in that church, I could still see people kind of clumped together and I could, in a very stereotypical way, get a brief overview of what I thought they were. I, I let my prejudice run free. And, and I like that, that I saw such a variety there still worshiping in the same room, hearing the same message, maybe being challenged for it by 15 to 20 different ways, but still in a spot where they felt comfortable. That's great. That's, that's all I could ask for. That's all I could ask for. I'm not asking for everybody to agree. I'm not asking for everything to, to affect everybody the same way. I'm just asking for everybody to give something a chance. We're doing that less and less. And you're, we're missing out. We're missing out on stuff. We're being told you have to do this. You can't do this. You got to listen to this. You've got to be like this. Y'all, just look. If there's anything that I, I've found I think is amazing about music is whether uh, whether or not whatever's going on in the world, somebody in music is, is opposing something. And so what I like about that, whether I agree with it or not, is that people want to be individuals. Where is your individuality? And are you surrounding yourself with people that like that? And if they want you to change, do that retrospective thing and make sure you're not doing something detrimental to yourself. And if you're not, then maybe get rid of them. You know, so I saw something really funny the other day, and, and I passed it along to my wife and a couple of people as a joke, but I've thought about it so much more. Um, it, was, it was talking about, it's just a meme, and it said, um, you only have one family, so you better take care of them. But you only got one appendix, and if it starts killing you, you cut that shit out. I follow a lot of guys on Twitter that are very successful that came from very... Um, very hard, ch- uh, like childhoods. Uh, they 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 came from areas that I can't really relate to, but one of the common themes uh, that that I, I found in them is they are not afraid to tell anyone that wants to hold them back just so they don't feel so bad about themselves. They have no problem telling those people goodbye. I think we need to remember that. I think we need to look at who we are and the decisions we make, why we make them, 
and stand up for our damn principles. I don't care what your cause is. But if you're if you're doing it just because you want to be included with the group, I promise you one day you'll regret that. It doesn't matter if you're a Christian dude that plays punk music. If you're a um if you're someone who's extreme right wing that wants to like cover Rage Against the Machine songs. If you're opening yourself to different things, then that that's all anybody should and can ask of you and something you're doing for yourself. Please don't let the world continue to put you in either this side or that side of choice A or choice B. You have to like this, and if you like this, you have to hate that. Quit having people tell you what you want and just be cool with what you like. Share it with some friends. If these people don't like it, don't take offense to it. Find other people that do. Maybe listen to what they like. I don't know. It's been a hard week for me. Maria and I are getting ready to take off for a couple of days. I am, uh, and it's probably too late by the time you heard this, but I'll be uh, posting this on my social media. I get an opportunity to play with Don uh, Merkel tomorrow night, me and Jason Brockman, uh, two old, uh, blacksmiths are joining. Well, Jason is actually a blacksmith, but two, two old blacksmiths are going to join Don for a, a gig in Somerville tomorrow night. Really looking forward to that. Wife and I are going to spend some time in Charleston celebrating our anniversary and, uh, getting away from all the crap we've been dealing with lately, at least as much as we can. So it's, it, I will tell you, I've been in this weird, funky mood, and, and I'm, I'm going to tell you, I, I don't always have Billy over at the house. I don't run into him that much. I mean, if I'm being quite honest, I don't really know him that well, uh, Like not like the guys in his band do, but I, I know he's a great guy, and I know he loves to promote our neighborhood. I know he has a funny podcast. I know he has a great band, and I know he has a love and compassion for other people, even people that don't agree with him. I'll even go so far to say that Billy is one of these rare guys that if you can't stand him, he doesn't care. He's still going to like you. There's something to be said for that. And I, and I, and I think that's important. I think it's rare, and I think it shouldn't be. But the only reason it's rare is because being exclusive is so mainstream nowadays. Check your circle. That circle around you is the most important thing you have any day of the week and twice on Sundays. Is it the right circle? If it's not, how do you get that other, those other people together? How do you form your own circle? Where do you need to go? These things are important. Because as we go through things in our life and as the world changes and as people try to pigeonhole you or put you in places, have your support group, but always, always be an individual. Never, ever forget that. Thanks for stopping by the bar. We've picked up your tab, but if you'd like to leave the best bartenders you know a tip, head over to patreon.com forward slash local bar and support the show. Any support is greatly appreciated. If you'd like to drop us a line, send your emails to chad at localbarmedia.com. Thanks for coming in. See you next week. This podcast is part of a local bar media. 
for this and other shows, visit localbarmedia.com. I know you better than you think you know yourself. You're not so different.